What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Feeling inspired. Uh, an answer you would give. How are you doing, Tim? Definitely feeling inspired today. You know what I noticed listening back to the audio? We never asked or hope that the audience is feeling great. So I hope everyone listening is doing awesome as well. You are absolutely right. You should, probably should have asked that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have two inspirational stories. Hopefully to inspire you through the weekend and your Monday, if you're listening to it then, or whenever you're listening to it. Tim, what do you got? I have an amazing inspirational story. Um, it's about a woman by the name of Susan Burton. Um, so as a young child, Susan Burton, she grew up in a, a tough environment. Um, she struggled with a lot of uh, issues growing up, um, becoming a young woman, uh, becoming a young adult. Um, she dealt with abuse. Um, she dealt with neglect. Um, she just went through it all a lot. Um, as she got older, she ended up having a, a child, and when she had her child, her child at five years old ended up passing away, tragically. Um, for her to cope, she ended up falling into this hole of drugs and alcohol. Um, it definitely was her, her way of trying to cope with everything that was going on. It was just a super low point in her life. Um, but because of the alcohol and drug use, she ended up serving time in, in jail. Um, she got arrested. And she was just depressed. Um, whenever she went to jail, she just didn't know what to do. Um, she was sad. She was confused trying to understand why am I in jail for mourning the loss of my child. She just did not understand it. Um, so over the next 20 years, she was in and out of jail. And in 1996, the last time that she got arrested, um, one thing stuck to her. Uh, the probation, not the probation officer, I, I apologize, the CEO, correction, the officer basically said, I'll, I'll see you again soon. And it broke her heart. Um, it's not the first time she's heard that, but it broke her heart because he was probably right. You see, whenever she got out of jail each time, they would drop her off in a bus in, at Skid Row in L.A., which is where the homeless population, the largest homeless population in the United States lives. Um, when they dropped her off, there was no ID, there's no Social Security card, there's no paperwork, there's nothing. You basically just have to try to figure it out. And the only thing that was left there was her old way of living, finding drugs, finding alcohol, committing small crimes just so she can afford those drugs and alcohol. She just wasn't about that life anymore. It's 20 years of in and out of jail. She just couldn't do it. So what she decided to do was seek help. And she seeked help in a different spot this time, JP. Um, she actually ended up going to a rehab facility in a suburban LA community. Um, it had a lot more money than the rehab uh, center she's been to before. They gave her support. They gave her food. They gave her a safe place to stay. And they helped her find a job. She was so confused, like, why is there not places like this in my neighborhood? I don't understand. So in 1996, she decided right then and there, I'm going to work. I'm going to save every penny I have. And that's whenever she bought a house in her old neighborhood. And she started a nonprofit called The New Way of Life or A New Way of Life. So basically what ended up happening after she bought that house, started the nonprofit, she immediately went back to Skid Row and found women just like her, women that were told, You'll be back again soon. I'll probably see you soon. And she found 11 women, and they all moved into that house. And when they all moved into that house, they cried together, they laughed together, they ate together, they went to meetings together, they healed together, and then they spread that love to other women that needed it. 
This started off in 1996. We are now in 2023, and there's more than 24 homes across the nation. Started off by Miss Susan Burden. Um, she basically was able to spread that love to so many people that needed it, that weren't getting the right help before, that now people all over the country that were affected by this story, affected by her house, affected by her love, are now spreading it in their communities. It blew my mind. I actually teared up whenever I, I heard the story, and I'm like, why have I not heard this before? This is wild. Who is Miss Susan Burton? Um, one of my favorite parts about finding out about this story, she said her ability to love is the reason why she started this this nonprofit. Her ability to love is the reason why she was able to overcome because she knew that she could give this love that she was given to her to everybody else, and it's spreading like wildfire, JP. That's why we started this podcast. We wanted to show community. We want to show positivity. We want to show the truth that's out there, and this woman is doing it on a physical sense for a very long time now, man, 20-plus years. I think the story's amazing. Definitely my inspirational story of the week. That's one of the best inspirational stories we've ever had. Where is the movie for this lady? Where is, like, the hero news segment? Where did you find this at? Man, it, <laughs> I found it online. It's a little, It's not even that old of a story. It's kind of old, I guess. They reported it, but it was on NBC News. I was like, what? how have I not seen this anywhere else? And I look for positive news stories and inspirational stories. We obviously do all the time. So, yeah, it blew my mind. I thought this was beautiful. Definitely positive truth worthy and definitely positive truth person of the year. How old is she now? Because she has to be at um, least 60. So she was, yeah, yeah. She was 45 in 1996. So you're the mathematician here. Oh, plus 17 <laughs> years. 1996 is 27 years. Oh, my bad. <laughs> it's really early, right? It's really early in the OKC world. Yeah, so plus 27 years. So, yikes. 72? 72. Mm. Ooh, I did it at the same time. Woo! It's early. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where's the movie at? Where's the movie at? Where's the like? Where's the president handing her the little pins? Like I. I mm. Mm. That's a really good story, yeah. Tim. Do you have a video? Um, I don't have a video. Oh, I, I got it. Yeah, I have a video I could share. Definitely have an interview with her and stuff. I can definitely do that to the Facebook page. Yeah, to, for. Yes. I should have went first because my inspirational story is not touching that. But before we get to mine, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, you often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Um, I'm grateful for the family per usual. It's kind of funny. I guess that's like the main thing I'm grateful for. So I have all these like random little stories. But yesterday was a tough day for us. We were exhausted, moving from one place to another, had a parent-teacher conference. And I'm grateful for the the grind that the wifey matches. Um, it was kind of funny because like we were just exhausted, like didn't get very much sleep. I didn't even have coffee yesterday. It was one of those days we're both falling asleep everywhere we're at. But uh, it was just funny to watch her like she looked miserable yesterday man she was so exhausted but it was funny to see her pushing through and like just working hard trying to get everything done get ready for the next day i was just like man i am beyond grateful for this woman because right now i would have been sitting down i'm just like it is what it is i don't care <laughs> y'all kids are gonna have to take care of yourselves for a few minutes but she was just grinding it out so i was like man this she definitely makes me uh grateful for everything that she does for us so shout out to the wifey tim tim's Tim's hit grand slams today. <laughs> Thank the wife who dropped an incredible positive news story. 
was I was gonna say bug spray, but now I'm just like ah. <laughs> Uh, you know what my daughter said this morning? What? She said, Daddy, I heard a bug. It sounded like a bee, and it was flying, and it bit me. But I don't want to be a bug. I want to be Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was this morning. I was like, oh, man. Uh, I'm sorry, Layla. We'll work on this. Uh, Bee-Man, yeah, that's not near as fun as being a Spider-Man. Indubitably. You get a stinger you can only use once, and then you die. <laughs> fun facts. You get like you like you like pollen now. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually with Layla on that one. That's 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 a good one. I highly approve of that logic right there. Anyway, so I'm gonna be grateful of bug spray. A few months ago, I went on a uh, float thing and I used bug spray, and I was like, I'm gonna get destroyed out here. And there wasn't not one bug bite on me. And what have should I have done? I should have went to the store, bought bug spray for any time I was outside. And I didn't do that. And I've been getting chewed up by bugs. Should have learned my lesson. Like, oh, bug spray works. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm over here scratching my legs while you're dropping these incredible positive news stories. So yeah, shout out to bug spray. This is a semi-bad segue, but my positive news story is about bugs in a roundabout way. So we've been doing positive news stories about planting trees for, I feel like, years at this point. We, We love it. It's great. It's wonderful. This positive news story, I'm not even sure if it's really inspirational. It was just so simple that I was like, I gotta talk about it on the inspirational it's about Dr. Mayawaki. He died in 2021, but he developed this technique in the 1970s. So he was from Japan. And whenever he was growing up, uh, there was a like massive aftermath of lodging. And he wanted to like encourage reforestation, but he would notice like he loved going to like old Japan's old temples and shrines and you realize like the forests here are so much healthier than the ones that have been grown just by retreeing or reforest like people planting trees and so he watched how people planted trees and they were they would walk a few steps plant something walk a few steps plant another tree that's how just that's how they did it but when he was at these Japan temples and shrines he noticed how much healthier and more resilient these like forests were around these shrines, so he started wondering why. Started doing these little studies. And then he realized, oh, these are like the results of like hundreds and hundreds of years of forestation. It's not just one tree at a set length away from each other. There are trees really close to each other. And then when the trees die, they embed in the soil and it makes everything richer. So he had an idea. He was like, I'm not going to plant trees. I'm going to plant forests. So he took a lot of money. And the first thing he studied was the soil around trees and forests is much different than the soil whenever we replant trees. So he copied it. He got soil amendments. And then he planted trees really close together. And his idea was, I'm going to plant a forest 
and this forest is going to be really small. Think a thousand square feet, like really small. He planted everything real close together after he redid all the soil and just basically sprouted up. After three years, he didn't have to water it anymore. It was like this complete dense forest. And then, where most forests take hundreds of years to grow, since he did the soil restoration, it only took basically 10 years for these small forests to become forests. And that's when he was like, this is it. This is the way. This is how we should plant trees and forests. We should plant them like this. But no one wanted to do it. Why, Tim? Because it was expensive. Now, I'm a human just like everyone else. Usually things take time and are really hard to start that are worth it. It's a lot easier if you want to get in shape to just walk a mile, walk two miles, walk three miles. It's a lot harder to be like, I'm going to get the diet right. I'm going to make this time commitment, this money commitment to eating better. And I'm going to work out really hard. It's more beneficial in the long run, but we just like to start off slowly. Like, eh. Because even though we know if we do more, just the cost of the results, we just are like, eh, I don't know. Sort of like how sometimes, and I've done this before, it's like, do I want to go home and make a meal? Or do I just want to get a pizza? Because the pizza is quicker, faster. I don't have to clean afterwards. I'm going to eat the whole pizza. If I'm just trying to satisfy this food thing, it's a lot harder to go home, cook, clean afterwards. It's just, ugh. I just want to eat. So everyone, whenever he put out this research study, was like, ah, let's just keep playing trees the old-fashioned way. But then he kept pushing it. So he would go back to his little forest. And then he would tell people, like, our survival rates on these forests are 90, 85 to 90% in the first three years. And then as the canopy grows, it, those trees drop to 45% after 20 years. But that's great because with the dead trees falling, they feed the soil. And that initial density of the soil amendments I did, plus the trees dying and being in such a tight space with the other trees, it's just sparks. It's like a forestation spark. And these mini forests have been growing around the world. That was his life's passion. He did it from the 70s until 2021. And the results have been amazing. They're basically safe havens for every living form of animal. Because the animals know it's too crowded for humans to get in here and no one's coming in here. On top of that, these small forests, whenever they're planted in urban areas, they suck up, suck up the carbon dioxide. They make the air cleaner because they're forests. And they make the weather cooler. So if you're in a hot urban environment, whenever they started planting these little mini forests, all of a sudden your neighborhood is a few degrees cooler each day because there's so many trees in these tight spaces and they need the carbon dioxide and they're just sucking it up. They're sucking up everything out of the air. The results have been amazing. In most of these forests, 1,100 types of plants and animals are at the site combined after five years. He now, because he was a doctor, he has 
he taught other people in universities and they're pushing what he was doing now. And so now we have these little mini forests hopping up all over the world. So in Denmark, they did 11 of them in 2021 to commemorate his birthday just to see what would work. The results were even better than his initial studies. So they keep getting better with it. And he kept pushing this idea, pushing this idea. And now after he died, after, well, my math is really bad, 50 years of working on it, this idea is getting pushed over just planting trees, a segment everywhere. I think it's really awesome. It's inspirational, kind of sad, but he didn't see it until after he died. But I just wanted to talk about it here on the Positive Truth Podcast. Absolutely, JP, you have to talk about that, man. That's It's rare that we get an inspirational going green story, right? Because he's combating so much. So I definitely love everything about that story. And if you haven't heard our regular episodes, we definitely talk about going green and planting trees at least once a week. Um, we've been doing it since, what, 2016, to be honest with you. So it's it's great to see that somebody has been working at it for that long, and we're finally doing our part to see some results and obviously push forward with that plan. So shout out to him for the blueprint. That's amazing. Shout out to him for the blueprint. Perfectly said, Tim. Do you have a quote before we get out of here? Absolutely. Believe in yourself and all that you are, knowing that there is something inside you that is greater than any obstacle. Quotes by Tim. And we're out. Stay positive.